0: You're listening to The Goop Podcast, made possible by our friends at Burt's Bees. Don't hold anything too tightly. Just wish for it, want it, let it come from the intention of real truth for you, and then let it go.
1: For me, our soul is like, it's unbound, it's limitless, but we will use words to limit ourselves.
0: When people stop believing, that somebody's got your back or Superman's coming, we turn to ourselves and that's where you become empowered.
2: Courageous participation attracts positive things.
0: I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the Goop Podcast, bringing together thought leaders, culture changers, creatives, founders and CEOs, scientists, doctors, healers and seekers, here to start conversations Because simply asking questions and listening has the power to change the way we see the world. Today is no exception. I'll let Elise fill you in on her extraordinary guest, and I'll come back after their conversation to answer a question from one of you. If you have a question you'd like me to get into in our next round of Ask Me Anything, send it to us at Goop on Instagram or Facebook. All right, over to Elise. Hi,
1: I'm Elise Lunen. I'm hosting today's podcast. This is a wild one. For today's episode, I sat down with a spiritual legend best known as Swamiji. He created and runs the Vedanta Institute in Mumbai. Vedanta is the study of ancient philosophy, and it literally translates to the end of knowledge. At the Institute, and now throughout the world, his scholars explore why so many of us are so unhappy. In the world of Vedanta, they believe that there is a distinction between the mind and the intellect, and that the intellect should not be confused with intelligence, Because we do not exercise our intellects to control our minds, we are run by our likes and dislikes. We are controlled by our attachments and our emotions. Somehow, I managed to interview Swamiji while he was in New Jersey. We covered a lot of different aspects of spirituality, and I learned a lot. Swamiji took me to the mat a couple of times, which was stressful. But I would take on the task to be lectured by a 90-plus-year-old anytime.
2: See, the mind is like the river flowing water flowing. The intellect is like the banks. If the banks are strong, navigates, turns right, the water turns right, turns left, turns left, and you can fertilize the fields around. But if the banks are weak, it will inundate the fields and devastate the fields.
1: We'll get to Swamiji in just a minute. You know how some harsh skin products can feel like they're stripping your skin? Or on the flip side, how other products leave your skin feeling super greasy? If you've been in either boat before, you'll appreciate Burt's Bees line of sensitive skincare. Their fragrance-free cleanser is loaded up with goop-approved ingredients like cotton, extract, and aloe vera, and their gentle moisturizers seem to melt into your skin and leave it feeling softer. But I think people fall for Burt's Bees sensitive skincare line because it's effective. And it can turn a Monday and morning routine into a welcome kind of ritual. Also, talk about convenient. All you need to do is pop into your corner drugstore to find it. Easy. Learn more on burtsbees.com skincare. That's Burt's, B U R T S, slash skincare. Okay, time for today's chat. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I first learned about Vedanta at Ananda, and then I saw, I've saw i seen you speak. So to be able to actually ask you questions is a privilege. So for the uninitiated who are listening into this podcast, what is Vedanta?
2: Vedanta is a Sanskrit word which is constituted of two words, Veda and Anta. Veda means knowledge. Antha means end. It's the end of knowledge, culmination of knowledge, which takes a ultimate state of self-realization or God-realization. But all along the way, the knowledge provides you both prosperity and peace. It's difficult to find both of them together, either you have prosperity or peace. So those who are prosperous find it difficult to find peace, they're stressed out and vice versa.
1: Why? Why is that?
2: Because the moment you get prosperity, you are wanting more and more of that which develops further desires, which causes the lack of peace. In short, agitations are caused by unfulfilled desires. So, definition of stress, which is the opposite of peace, is nothing but mental agitations caused by unfulfilled desires. So the moment you get prosperity, you want more and more and more. So that is nothing but developing your own desires. And it remains unfulfilled. And as long as the desires remain unfulfilled, there'll be mental agitations.
1: So is the solution to want nothing, to desire nothing?
2: It's not a question of desiring nothing at one time you and me, and all of us here, had desires for toys, playthings. Where are those desires now? You still have desires for playthings, chalk pieces, and glass pieces, and shells, discarded coins, all these you correct, children correct. Where are these desires? So, if you are in that level, you feel if somebody takes away my desires for toys i'll be nobody that's because you are in that level one is in that level the one moves up to a higher level toys mean nothing
1: and moving up to it is moving up to a higher level that's just a maturation or is that when you speak about the difference between like the mind and the intellect is it becoming more intellectual or what is the what is the difference between those
2: Two things? As I said, it is knowledge, Vedanta, it's uh, knowledge of the ultimate, which takes you towards the higher and higher strata. So the moment you gain that knowledge, you move up to the next level, from toy level to teenage level to adult level, and then most people are stuck at adult level. So all that you ask, anywhere in the world, they are only interested in name, fame, power, position, status, money, family. You take away these things, it's like taking all the toys from a child. You are finished. So you believe that is the be-all and end-all of life. And Vedanta tells you there's further levels that you can rise.
1: And is attachment to all of these things, cars, boats, positions of power, it's all, it's all futile, it's all worthless and dangerous, potentially?
2: It's not cars and uh, your homes. It's not wealth, position, status, power that is disastrous. It is your attachment to it. So people, when we say, why are you attached? to your family. People believe that you've got to discard your family. Why are you attached to money? you got to discard money. You don't have to do that. You can't. In effect, you can't live without these things. But why are you attached? Boy meets a girl, he's attached. You raise a family, you're attached to the family. You start a business, you're attached to the business. You earn money, you're attached to the money. You gain power, you get attached to power. What are you not attached to? Attachment repels. Love binds. So you're constantly courting something which repels. You create sort of a animosity everywhere. So between a husband and wife, between parents and children, between you and your wealth, it's nothing but attachment. Everywhere you find, throughout the world. So
1: what is a healthy, I mean, I have children and obviously I love them very much. So what is a healthy, what is healthy attachment or what does healthy love or healthy relationship look like?
2: It's just love, not attachment. There's a world of difference between love and attachment. The definition of attachment is love plus selfishness equals attachment. So you drop your selfishness, it's pure love.
1: How do you drop your selfishness? What does that look like?
2: How do you drop your selfishness towards toys? How did you drop it? You answer that question, I can answer your question. How did you drop your attachment? When you're a teenager, you, were, you had hang up. Somewhere you're all the time phoning, numbers which don't respond to you. The time hanging, hanging, hanging on. For what? That's your entertainment. Children play with toys. How did you get rid of that attachment? You tell me, please.
1: That is an incredibly hard question.
2: No. The simple question I've already answered. It's growth. It's just knowledge. You grew up, grew out of it. Mm -hmm. You're not a child anymore. As long as you're a child, you are infatuated to toys, the toy world. When you're a teenager, you're infatuated with all the local hang-ups. And now you, do, you, you can't discard anything. You can't give up anything. That's the wrong, pra- wrong uh, advice people give. I wouldn't ask you to give up anything. I would ask you to grow. So renunciation, detachment is nothing but growth. When a flower emerges into a fruit, it drops its petals. But if you pluck the petals, no fruit will emerge out of that flower. So you can't drop anything. You grow into a higher dimension, higher understanding, higher knowledge. Automatically, the lower falls. We'll
1: get right back to the conversation. I'll be the first to tell you my skin is sensitive, and it can turn super sensitive when I least expect it, or when it's most inconvenient. And it's been like that since I was a kid, so I try to be careful with the products I use. I was excited to learn that Burt's Bees has a line of sensitive skincare, which has all the clean beauty basics covered. Everything they make is great, from convenient towelettes you can stash in your gym bag, to a face cleanser that leaves skin feeling nourished and refreshed, to their hydrating night cream. But the ultimate go-to might be Burt's Bees Daily Moisturizer. It's a fragrance-free cream, which you'll appreciate if you're sensitive to fragrances too. It uses skin-friendly ingredients like cooling aloe and cotton extract. Whether you use the moisturizer after washing your face in the morning or post-shower, keep it propped up on your bedside table, or pack it in your carry-on, it's a soothing self-care thing that you can look forward to using, and your skin will thank you. You can check out Burt's Bees sensitive skin care collection at slash skincare Okay, back to today's chat. And so would love be defined as just allowing whatever it is to like to not covet, to not want, to not want to control, to not want to acquire. Is that the way to be it's so much easier i think to think about it with things right like a beautiful necklace and is the minute that you just stop wanting to acquire you just examine that desire to want something is the liberation there once you realize that the moment you have it you won't be happy anymore because you already have it
2: there's something wrong with you if you don't happy with a beautiful necklace see if you put a necklace around a dog it's not happy you're not an animal you're a human being. You should be happy with a lovely necklace. But why are you attached to it? Why You you hang the necklace around your neck and you hang yourself around the necklace. That's what you have to avoid. There's nothing wrong with material things. You can have all the material things and not be connected with it. Not be attached to it. You could not have anything you could be attached to. It's nothing to do with possessions. It's to do your is to do with your possessive attitude. You have a possessive attitude towards your possession. That you have to drop. Not your possession.
1: How do we practice developing our intellect to control
2: our minds? See, two things you have to practice. But let me tell you, as far as you're concerned, it's too late. <laughs> you can Forget about it. Teach your children, Okay. OK? One is never take anything for granted. Never take anything for granted, first exercise. Second exercise, question everything. You're not arguing, you're not challenging, but questioning. Sir, how do you say that? When I say something, you are perfectly ready to ask me, how do you say that? Mm -hmm. So never take anything for granted, question everything. All of us went to primary schools. Why? Because everybody went. Then what did you do? You went to the university. Why did you go to university? Everybody goes to the university. Then what did you do? I got a job. Why did you get a job? Everybody gets a job. Then what did you do? I got married. That's a big blunder, sir. But but anyway, you got married because everybody gets married. Routine, mechanical, life without thinking.
1: Do we... Think that we're thinking, and really we let our emotions dictate what
2: we do. You let your emotions dictate. You don't think. First of all, with what will you think? You'll have to develop an intellect to think, right? Whatever you do is because the mind craves for something. Frankly, if you ask me, all of us crave. But there's an intellect sufficiently grown to monitor it. If the intellect is not grown, mind takes over. That's addiction. So mind and intellect is not known because it's not taught in any school. So it's just emotion. Whole world is governed by emotion. How we are all surviving, I have a question to ask. You should be sitting here, and I should be sitting here. I really don't know how you survive, you guys without a powerful intellect guiding you, monitoring you all the time. See, the mind is like the river flowing, water flowing. The intellect is like the banks. If the banks are strong, navigates. Turns right, the water turns right. Turns left, turns left. And you can fertilize the fields around. But if the banks are weak, it'll inundate the fields and devastate the fields. That's exactly what's happening.
1: Yeah, it seems that no one, that people aren't functioning. People are stressed, exhausted,
2: unhappy. Stressed out. Yeah, I ask Gautam, what is this advertisement? Every time I see, I don't understand this. He says it's anti-depression. Uh, there's not a single advertisement in the television, anti-depression. There. There's not a single uh, advertisement. I've never seen one uh, in India. Here, every time I see, I say, what is what is this? anti-depression? I'm tempted to try it, you know, what will happen? <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'll get depressed. <laughs> I really want to try one of these
1: So, yeah, there we have a massive depression crisis, suicide crisis in America.
2: Throughout the world, why blame America? Well, America leads it everywhere, that's all. Yeah. You are the leaders. We are. And others follow.
1: So, what is the solution?
2: No, it's a very f- good question. Very few people ask this question. Solution is to grow. Just grow. Take more protein. You must grow. And that protein is today we have what is known as e learning. See, why it was confined, I started an academy 30 years back. It's a three-year course. I myself conducted the courses for 10 courses. But it's only meant for people who come there. You understand? Everybody can't come there. So for those who cannot manage to come there, we have devised video presentation of the same thing. We captured thanks to the boys who did it professionally. That is the knowledge you require in the absence of being in the academy. It's a three-year course. Probably can do it in two, two years if you do it every day. And if you can't do that, if you for some reason you don't have to explain to me, you got to read the books. If you can't read the books, and then some of the lectures, snippets, if you can't do that, God be with you.
1: Let's take a quick break. On Saturday, May 18th, we'll be hosting our sixth wellness summit in Goop Health in Los Angeles, and we have a stacked lineup. GP is going to be chatting with Elizabeth Gilbert, Jessica Alba, Busy Phillips, and Olivia Wilde, to name a few. And many more thought leaders and extraordinary practitioners are joining us, like Lauren Roxborough, Dr. Robin Chutkin, John Amaral, Lisa Tadeo, and Laura Day. All of this still feels surreal. I remember when GP first had the idea to launch a wellness summit, and it has been incredible to see the community of women and a few great men who have come together for each one. To ask questions, to learn, and to grow in community. Every in Health is a little different, but they all explore what it means to optimize your well-being, what it means to take autonomy over our health and our lives, and what it means to realize that our mind, body, and soul are intricately connected. Yes, it can be intense in moments, but mostly it's a lot of fun. There are talks and panels where experts share new information, insights, and perspective, There are wellness experiences and adventures for almost every comfort level. So you can dip your toe in with a workshop on creativity, test out some ear seeds, maybe get a vitamin B12 shot, or just head straight to the Gooped Out Energy Studio, where you can explore something called your energy blueprint. And if you want to make a weekend of Ingoop Health, check out our Wellness Weekender Pass. It's a pretty baller weekend that includes a two-night stay at Shutters on the beach, an incredible workshop on Friday, and a lot of other VIP surprises that I promised I wouldn't mention on this podcast. The Wellness Weekender Pass kicks off on Friday, May 17th, and Summit is the next day on Saturday, May 18th. It's all happening here in Los Angeles, and I'd love to see you there. To get tickets, head to goop.com slash ingoophealth. That's goop.com slash ingoophealth. Okay, back to today's chat. Can you talk a little bit about sort of this exhaustion that plagues many people? Why children are never exhausted? I know you guys at the institute go to school every day and without exhaustion.
2: Why is the mind so tiring? You're all the time worried about what happened in the past. And you're all the time anxious of the future. You're not here. So all the time, everybody is thinking of the past, future, past, future, past, future. That causes stress. Nothing else. Nothing else. If you stay in the present, you got it. got the bull by the horns. Right? But the simple proof of that is any child in the world, any child, It could be royalty, it could be from the slums. Full of energy, full of life, full of cheer, full of fun, all the time. And there's nothing. No worry of the past. A child has no worry of the past, no anxiety for the future. Keeps it alive, lively.
1: And do you think that there's a parenting crisis because we put all of those worries of the past and anxieties of the future on our children in terms of what we think they need to achieve, how they performed.
2: But they're not stressed. You're stressed.
1: Right. But then do we stress? I think in America, there's definitely a culture of stressing out kids.
2: It's nothing to do with America, England, or India. Everywhere, as long as you are concerned, worried about the past, and the future. You've got to plan the future. you got to take the past into consideration. All that is okay, but at any moment, when I am talking to you now, I'm all the time worried about what happened in the past, and anxious what's next. So I can't be concentrating here. I'll be a- agitated. So, it's not that you should not Bring the past or think of the future. You plan your children, schooling, or whatever you do, but never be, at any moment, be worried or anxious. It's the worry and anxiety that kills you.
1: So do you think that a word like intellectual is dangerous? Because, or dangerous might not be the right word, but here, the idea of an intellectual is someone who's amassed a tremendous amount of intelligence and a lot of knowledge. And I know that they're not the same. But I think people get
2: confused. America particularly has a lot of knowledge, uh, knowledge, intelligence. But that doesn't guarantee the development of the intellect. Any You could have any amount of knowledge and no intellect. A person with a sharp intellect may not have the knowledge that the ordinary man has. But he can, anytime he wants to get it, he can get it. But he doesn't bother. But he may not have it. So knowledge is intelligence. Intellect is the capacity to discriminate the pros and cons of life. They're two different things altogether. Intelligence you get from external agencies, from schools and universities from teachers and textbooks, and you learn it, you're intelligent, blah, 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 you can, all the intelligence laid down by past knowledge doesn't make you any better. You, you, you know how to operate now, but it doesn't develop the intellect. Where are you now? In New Jersey, is it? So, that's the world. I do not blame any one of you because there is no provision. Where will you go and learn? Even if you want to know. Now today you stop all this Google and all that. Stop Googling and start something sensible. And where will you go? Where will you go? You go to Los, Los Angeles, they're lost. <laughs> where? Where? You can't find this knowledge anywhere. You got Unless you find it, you can't develop the intellect. Unless you develop the intellect, you can't control the mind. And unless you control, control the mind, you'll be stressed out.
1: Thanks for listening to my conversation with Swamiji. That was a special one. To learn more about his life and work, check out VedantaWorld.org. That's V-E-D-A-N-T-A world. Org. Okay, let's get to today's Ask Me Anything with GP.
0: How do you fire someone without killing their spirit and maintain your own well-being, asks Julie. Well, this is a very difficult part of being a leader. And I think that firing, the concept of firing somebody needs to be reframed a little bit. I think that When somebody needs to exit a company, I always think of it first as they are as responsible for why they're there as you having to have the conversation with them. And I don't think it needs to be done in a way that ever resembles killing anybody's spirit. I think that there are always ways to be gentle and to help somebody understand that It's always in difficult situations where our richest opportunities are in life. And sometimes it might feel terrible or like a loss or like a rejection or a failure, but really that those opportunities always present incredible opportunity for growth. But it's definitely not fun. If you have a question you'd like me to answer here, send it over to goop on Instagram or Facebook. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the goop podcast. We hope you'll be back next week on Tuesday and Thursday to keep up tap subscribe and please let us know what you think you can rate review or hit us up on social for more, just head to goop.com slash the podcast.